Hi guys, this is your favorite podcast host, Miss Anonymous. You are now checked into the rehab. I hope you guys missed me because I certainly missed you. But I didn't do a podcast episode last week. Um, and that was actually a conscious decision because I want to talk about that today. And uh, for those of you that didn't notice that I was gone, hello, subscribe to this podcast, then you can actually miss me. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. Um, I'm very, very hyper, full disclosure. I'm really, really excited. And uh, I'm excited for today's topic. Honestly, that is something that I'm so passionate about. And the reason why I'm talking excited about today's topic is because this is something that I've been practicing for years and it always amazes me that when I tell people about this I sort of get mixed reactions um if I had to describe those reactions I would say it would be very similar to me telling someone that I just ran across the forest completely butt naked that's probably the best way I can describe the reaction that I get but to me, it's very astonishing because it just feels so natural to be doing this. And uh, without further ado, today's topic is going to be the power of disconnecting. Now, if you've done any type of healing or meditation, or if you listen to any of the videos that are on self-confidence, on tuning into your uh, power on how to improve yourself, etc. You will find that somewhere along the lines, they would describe something similar to what I'm going to talk about today. And there's a very good reason as to why a lot of those um, different platforms and different sort of avenues come back to this theory because it works. And for those of you that have never tried what I'm going to talk about today, I encourage you to not rule this out. Go out there, try it, and then come back and let us know. Let me know what your experience with this would be. And um, the reason why I think it's so important to talk about this topic today is because 2020 has been a roller coaster year. I'm sure we can all agree on that. I mean, this is the year where I actually talked about in one of the episodes, like if somebody finds something like some sort of like a dinosaur bone, just like keep that shit under there because those things are coming back to life. Like that's 2020. And as a result, I just think people in general get so overwhelmed because if you take a step back in your everyday life, just think about it. You wake up in the morning you have to worry about, okay, here are my meetings or this is what my schedule is. Maybe you do a workout. Maybe you have kids that you have to drop off. It's always go, go, go. You have to go from one thing to another thing. You're stressed about this thing. You're stressed about that thing. And it's a constant battle to just make it through the day. And it's so unfortunate that life gets that stressful because that's not how it really should be. I mean, in some ways, when you think about it, people that live on islands where they just have a very simple life or even people that were like 100, 200 years uh, ago, in a lot of ways, their life was better. And I know some of you are probably thinking that I am crazy. Why would their life be better? Here's the, the simple answer. Look around. 
leave your house and look around. Anyone that you see, you will find them either listening to an an electronic gadget on their phone or you'll see them maybe on a laptop. But we are so plugged in. We're so plugged into technology. We're so tuned in to everybody else's lives where people constantly, no thanks to social media, need to know what everyone else is doing. And what that ends up creating for us is stress at the end of the day. Because not only do you have your own life that you need to worry about, you are now also a willing or unwilling participant in other people's lives because now you know what they're up to. And then you have access to technology where there's constant ads that are being bombarded at you. There are promotions that are being thrown at you. There's um, you know, all, all these platforms, websites that you can go visit for the people that are on dating apps. Just think about how many different things are trying to lie for your attention in a day and how stressful that is on top of your already stressful life. And for those of you that follow psychology, maybe you've heard of this term. It's called sensory overload. And because there's just everything coming at us and we have so many things that are constantly going on and technology is a big, big, big factor in this, we are constantly on this mentality of just go, go, go. I need to finish this. I need to get to that. And we don't really enjoy life. And what's worse than not enjoying life is we don't take time for ourselves. And as a result, there's depression that's on the rise. There's violence. There's aggression that's on the rise. People are unhappy. They're unsatisfied in their lives, in their relationships, in their jobs. And all of that can be contributed back in one way or another to the fact that people just don't take time for themselves. So, as I mentioned, I didn't drop an episode last week because I made a conscious decision to take some time away. And I wanted to come back this week and really talk about that because this is something that I've been practicing over a number of years. And it actually goes back, and and I particularly remember um, having this moment of Facebook introducing statuses where you could kind of post your status as to that you're checking into some something or people were throwing cows and sheeps at each other. I don't know if you guys remember those days, but I just remember staring at my phone and just having this moment of feeling overwhelmed, feeling overwhelmed in my life, but also feeling overwhelmed with all of these different things that people I knew were doing that I felt that I should know about because they were my friends. So I did something that at the time I didn't think that I could do. And my close friends certainly didn't think that I was capable of doing, but it really changed my life. And I think it gave me a very different perspective. And the reason why I'm sharing all of this with you today is because of so many things going on in the world. And I've seen so many people that are just really struggling to hold on to, for lack of a better word, sanity. And I'm hoping some of these coping tactics are helpful 
If you're going through situations where you're feeling overwhelmed or where you feel stressed or where you feel that you are failing in work, in life, with your family, in your relationship, etc. And hopefully, in some way, you can relate to some of the things that I'm going to share today and apply some of these things to your life. And even more importantly, I hope you can come back with the same type of energy that I have today. So coming back to my Facebook story. So I made the conscious decision to log off of Facebook. And I told myself, at the time, that was basically the only social media platform I had. And it was really the only connection I had to knowing what my friends and, yeah, mostly my friends, not really family, was up to. So I made a conscious decision. I logged off of Facebook and I told myself, I'm going to give myself seven days. Seven days where I'm not going to look at anything that's going on in Facebook. I'm not going to ask somebody that I know what they did, what they posted. I'm not going to listen to a friend talking about another friend's statuses, etc. I'm going to mentally remove myself from other people's lives. And the only way I knew how to do that was just to log off. I'm not going to lie to you. The first 24 hours were hard because social media, I mean, now it's even worse because people are more tuned into all of this stuff, but it's a habit just like anything else. And habit takes time to break. So I remember the first day being a little bit difficult because I would have so much time just in between my day that I would be checking up on my phone just to chat with people or just to like or comment or whatever the heck I was doing back then. But after the first day, it got a little bit easier. And after I got over my anxiety of not knowing what my friends were up to, I actually felt very much relieved because now I wasn't a unwilling participant in other people's lives. And that time that I was spending having meaningless conversations about who checked into what and why, I had time to focus on myself a little bit more. And as the days went by, so by day two, day three, I had less and less of an urge of wanting to know what people were doing. And I had more and more time that I took to focus on myself. By the time I got to day six, I actually was a little bit happier because I wasn't stressed out by other people's problems. And I know it sounds a little bit strange, but Sometimes, just by tapping into a network where we know what other people are doing or what's going on with them, or if there's great things happening, we have FOMO that, oh my gosh, why am I not over there? When you take all of that out of the equation and you're not worried about anybody else, and I'm not even talking about it in the jealous sense, guys. Um, thank God. Like, if I had that type of a personality, then I would have a whole set of other issues. But I'm just talking about knowing about things like think about it imagine if you had the best car according to you then you see a car that's a little bit better and it's not so much that you are jealous that the other person has it but you're like damn why didn't I get that car maybe I made a wrong decision by getting this car so you know what I'm saying just like having that internal dialogue and sometimes if you care about people and you make and you see them make stupid choices or decisions 
then in our mind, even if you don't say something to somebody else, in our mind, you will still think about it. And that takes time and energy from you focusing on you. And we don't even realize that we're actually doing it, which is the, the craziest part in all of this. So by day six, day seven, I realized that I was getting happier. And I was happier because I wasn't bombarded with other people's issues or problems or whatever they're up to. I was in my own little bubble. And with the spare time that I had of not knowing other people's business and not being hit up on messages, etc., I could focus on doing some of the things that I enjoyed doing. So in that time, I started doing a little bit more of reading, um, something that I hadn't done in the past. And I noticed a huge shift in my own attitude. I'm sure other people did as well, but I myself noticed that I was more perkier. I was more excited. I was just happier. That's the best way that I can describe myself. So after day seven, I came back to Facebook and it was so crazy because as soon as I came back, that feeling of just, oh my gosh, what did I miss? Um, Why wasn't I told about X, Y, and Z? And oh, this person actually hit me up. Oh man, I forgot to respond to that. All of that. And when you think about it at the end of the day, it's such unnecessary BS that honestly doesn't even matter in life. But when you're young and you have yet life's lessons to learn, that seems like the biggest deal on the planet. And in within minutes, I would say, my stress, my anxiety, all of that was like right back. And I was back to feeling overwhelmed. So... A couple of months after that, I decided to take an even more drastic of a measure where for three whole weeks, I turned off my cell phone. And I know what you're thinking, what would possess me to do that? And honestly, it was basically life. I had so much of my own shit to deal with that I really didn't want to be bothered by other people and their problems. But I felt that if somebody would hit me up, I would feel obligated to respond to that individual. So the best way not to get tempted to do that was just to turn off my phone. And that's exactly what I did. For three whole weeks, I turned off my phone. And I refused to turn it back on for any reason whatsoever. So here's the downside. When you take a drastic step like that, if you have an emergency or someone else has an emergency, then that kind of sucks. But honestly, the experience that I had in those three weeks was nothing short of being on a vacation. And that's exactly what that felt like. It was as if I'm on a mental vacation, thousands of miles away from anyone. And I could just solely focus on myself. And it was so refreshing for my mind, for my body, for my soul. So here's what I did. Now, if you just turn off and disconnect from the world, but you don't do anything positive during that time, yes, it, it's, it may be helpful in one sense because if you are getting stressed out or feeling overwhelmed by things that are going on around you, then you get a break from it. 
But really the best use of your time and your energy while you're disconnecting from everything else is to really focus on yourself and really figure out why do you feel the way that you feel? How can you make some positive changes in your own life where you can remove yourself from that feeling? And then what are some of the things that you've been meaning to do that you haven't gotten around to? And that's really what you should be spending your time on as you're disconnecting from everyone else and everything else. And one thing that I would suggest for people is make this into a habit. You don't even have to go through anything turbulent to disconnect. Sometimes it's just healthy to to disconnect from the world if you just want you time. And yes, going on vacation would be terrific, but you don't have to physically be away. As long as you're mentally away and in your own little world, it will honestly feel like you are on a tropical getaway. That's how refreshing your soul will feel during that process. So in the three weeks that I turned off my phone, my progression, now keep in mind, I had done the the mini little disconnect because I started off with Facebook. So if you're going to try one of these things, I would recommend start with something small. Whatever it is that you spend your most time on that you don't think you're being productive with or you think is giving you stress and anxiety or you just think you're wasting your energy on. And it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a app. It doesn't have to be a platform. It can be even a person that you need to disconnect from. Disconnect in a short span of time just to see how you do. Because anything in life, if you do it to the extreme, then you're going to fail. So my recommendation would be start small. A good rule of thumb is anywhere between, I would say first do a test with 24 hours, see how you perform. But a better test would be with with five to seven days. Whatever it is that you want to, even if it's a nasty habit that you want to kick, start off with five to seven days. Because that will give you a reality check of can you handle this? Then if you are successful, just like in my examples, I did three weeks. Then do 21 days because it takes 21 days to build or break a habit. FYI. So 21 days, whatever it is that you want to get rid of or change or if you just want to focus on you, do that for 21 days. That is the magic number. And that's exactly what I did. I turned off my phone for exactly three weeks, which was 21 days. One of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. In those 21 days, I got into killer shape. I was at the gym probably three, four hours a day. And the reason why I had three, four hours in a day is because I wasn't surfing the internet. I wasn't talking about nonsense with people. I wasn't readily available for random drive-throughs or runarounds or whatever I was doing at the time. And it was kind of crazy because I always felt like there's so many things I want to do, but I just don't have time to do it. Turns out I did have time to do those things. I had just made a conscious decision to do other things instead. So by removing some of what I like to call clutter, which is just unnecessary things in your life that you take on that really just don't have a ROI, emotionally, financially, and or otherwise. So that clutter 
needs to be removed. And when you sort of disconnect from the world, it makes it so much easier to see what that clutter is. For example, in a more recent incident, last week, I didn't disconnect from the world, but I kind of did. And I spend a lot of that time just focusing on me. Some of the things that I hadn't done in a while that I really enjoy doing, I got a chance to kind of go back to that and had a chance to just be in my little bubble, which is something that I needed because there was just so much just, I'm sure, just in the world in general. 2020 is some damn year. And it was so refreshing to just not be on the phone, not be looking at the news, not be connected to other people's lives and what the hell is going on with them. And then just focus on you. When you remove some of that clutter, it makes it so easy for you to be like, okay, that thing, that habit, that person, that app, that website, that stupid activity, whatever it is, it's not bringing me happiness. And that's really what was the source of why I felt overwhelmed or why I felt stressed or why I felt the need to just disconnect. And it makes it so much easier for you to pinpoint what it is that you want to change. Because sometimes we go through the motions of day-to-day life and after a while it just becomes a routine and we don't even realize that something is no longer bringing us joy or something is adding to our stress or something is something that we don't like doing because we just do it. We don't have the time or rather we don't make the time to think about us. Think about your own life every single day. You wake up, you go through the motions. How many times a day do you actually stop and think about what you're doing? How many times a day do you stop and say to yourself, does this make me happy? Am I fulfilled in my life? Where do I want to be at the end of the week, the end of the month, the end of the year? I've been doing this for so long, but does this still work for me? These are very, very basic questions that people don't find time to answer, which is why it doesn't surprise me when people randomly say, I hate my job. You didn't go, I mean, assuming that you loved your job at one point, you didn't go from loving your job to hating your job overnight. It was a monotonous routine That maybe you started disliking at some point, but because you didn't have a conversation with yourself and you kept going through the motions and you didn't deal with what you needed to deal with, then it got to a point where now you hate it. Now it's causing you stress. Now it's causing you anxiety. And it's all because you didn't deal with it. And you didn't deal with it because you didn't take the time to acknowledge your own emotions, your own feelings. And you didn't make your happiness a priority. And it's the same thing with relationships. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about friendship. I'm talking about family. Just any relationship that you can think of. We go through the motions. And we don't really think about it. And then one day you might wake up and you might realize the person who used to be your best friend, who you still call your best friend, you're not even close to anymore. 
And even though you see that person on a day-to-day basis, you've drifted apart without even realizing. And when you hear someone talk about things like this, it sounds so very bizarre because you're like, how could you not know that this is how you feel? How could you not take the time to acknowledge what you're going through? Why would you not correct this problem sooner? But as I stated earlier, ask yourself those questions. How much time in a day do you spend with yourself? Honestly. And I'm not just talking about you just being alone, where you're just watching TV or doing an activity by yourself. No. I mean, how much time in a day do you really spend with you? Where you take time to think about who you are, where do you want to be, how do you feel about different things? How much time are you spending reflecting on some of your actions? How much time are you spending planning your future and thinking about what that future looks like? How much time are you spending investing in that future? That's what I mean when I say, how much time do you spend with yourself? And honestly, how well do you really know yourself? And it's so bizarre that it's basic things that we don't think about because we are so caught up in everything else that's way less important than our relationship with ourselves. And I'll give you another example. For years, I didn't have a favorite color. And I almost found found it kind of bizarre because people ask you, especially when you're younger, what's your favorite color? And I could never come up with an answer. And I would look around and see other people say blue, green, yellow. And in my mind, I would kind of think about it. I don't know. Do I like that color? And I would move on to something else. So for years, I did not have a favorite color. That's how little (laughs) I knew myself. And then at some point, I made a conscious decision to take some time. And I know this is so, so, so minute. But guys, this is an example. So this is a step in the direction of getting familiar with yourself and getting acquainted with yourself because most of us don't take the time to know ourselves. And the other thing is we change through the years. So I took some time to seriously, like maybe 30 minutes to an hour to sit down and be like, okay, here are all of the different colors. Now, putting everyone else's input aside. I'm not going to pick a color that my best friend likes or my family member likes. Me, what do I like? What do I gravitate with? And it was an actual activity that I did. And at the end of which I came to a conclusion. Years of my life later that this is my favorite color. And it just seems so basic. But I'm sure you've all had these moments where you think you know yourself and then you find yourself in a situation where you're like, wait, what? No, that's not what I like anymore. Or is this really what I want? I know I wanted it before. Or maybe you didn't want something before or someone before and then you have second thoughts about that. And that's the absolute beautiful thing about life. If you are the same person throughout your life, then honestly, you're not living. You're just breathing because you're not taking in life's experiences and you're not growing from them. 
The whole point of life is that you're meant to evolve. You're meant to change. And you're eventually going to become that better version, that final version of you. But in order to get there, you have to go through a lot of different experiences. You have to change through life. So you can't have the type of relationship with you where you don't make yourself a priority. Because one day you will wake up and you will know nothing about yourself. And you will feel like a stranger in your own body. And I know it sounds so bizarre when people hear that. But that is the truth. If you've ever had a conversation with someone who's elderly, I guarantee you they'll tell you in some way, shape, or form. Don't have any regrets. Take chances. Don't be scared to do things. And the reason that they say all of that is because at some point, they didn't make themselves a priority. And as a result, now when they are at a certain age, they have time to reflect. They have time to get to know themselves. And they didn't take that time before. And the one thing that I've heard consistently is that if I could do it all over again, I would change X, Y, and Z. And the best way in life not to have any regrets is to spend that time focusing on you. And sometimes if you need to disconnect from the world, if you need to disconnect from people, do so. And I I say this a lot. If you are not at your 100% and if you're not there for you and making sure you are good, you're of no good to anyone else in your life. Because sometimes people feel guilty. They feel guilty of making themselves a priority. They feel guilty for making sure that they're okay because they feel obligated to other people in their life. And they feel guilty that they're letting those people down. And I know mom guilt, dad guilt is like at the top of that list. But if you don't take time to focus on you, And if you don't take time to decompress and de-stress, you will explode and you will blow up on somebody. I mean, not literally blow up, but you know what I mean. But if you take that time to just turn down this external noise, that honestly is not that important. Whatever is happening in the news, and yes, it's great to be informed, but it's sensory overload. Because guys, if you've ever listened to the news or watched the news, You will get one piece of good news and then it's just misery, misery, misery. And in fact, here's a little fun fact. Most of the time, people watch news less to stay informed, more because it makes us feel better about ourselves. Because think about it. If the news mostly covers bad things, like it'll tell you, oh my gosh, there was this explosion, there was this kidnapping, there was this murder, What are you thinking in your head? Oh, those poor people that it happened to, but I'm glad it wasn't me. And that's not healthy either. So sometimes for your own sanity and for your own well-being, don't feel guilty about turning down that noise and getting back to you. And sometimes getting back to you might mean that you want to spend more time with the people that make you happy the people that you want to get to know more and take that time to focus on those things. Because honestly, if in five, 10 years, whatever it is that's stressing you out or that's eating up a lot of the time, 
a lot of your time isn't going to give you whatever you're looking for, that goal or that happiness, then why focus on that today? And that's something, that's a technique that I often use where there's things in my life that really stress me down or bring me down or I'm just overthinking about. I'll honestly just look at that and just be like, is this going to matter in five years, in 10 years? If the answer is no, I'm turning off that thinking switch on whatever that thing is. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. And that's when I take it back. I take that power back from that circumstance, from that person, from that situation. And within each of us, we have that ability and we have that power. So if you find that whatever it is you're investing your energy or your emotions on, it, all it's doing is sucking your time and sucking your energy, then take that power back and disconnect. And one of the best advices that I give to people is you don't owe anybody an apology or anybody an explanation for making sure that you're good. If somebody is expecting you to make yourself the last bit of priority and they want you to put them first, that's the first person you kick out of your life. Because that's not a friend, that's not a partner, that's not a family member. And obviously take this within context. You know, if there's an extreme measure, you care about the person, you're going to try to be there. But if somebody is mad at you for turning off your phone the way I had for three weeks, for logging off a phone on a platform because you want to focus on you, then that's not a person that really should be in your life. And you need to reevaluate that friendship, that family relationship, that love relationship, whatever that situation is, you need to reevaluate that. And the reason why I was so excited to do this episode today is because if you can sort of feel it, even in my energy... And everything, um, my excitement levels of coming back on and doing this podcast, I hope that you can see how helpful it is to just take that time and just disconnect with everything. And when you are back, you're back better than ever. And that's the most beautiful thing because you feel accomplished. Whatever it is that you had to take care of, you got it done. And then when you come back, you're back with the bank. And I think that this is such a healthy way of just decompressing and dealing with life. And um, everyone should be making that priority, making themselves a priority of saying, if I need me time, then I need me time. No questions, no answers. And uh, if you are brave enough, I will definitely recommend turn off your phone. Seriously, do it for like, test it out for 24 hours. It'll change your life in unbelievable ways. And then if you're really brave, go for seven. And I know there's emails that we have to check, the weather we have to check, X, Y, and Z. But honestly, it is so refreshing. There's a reason why people go to remote islands or they go to um, mountains and things where their cell phone reception is out of range to find that mental peace. To make themselves a focus. So with that, I hope you guys found today's episode useful. Um, I just really wanted to do it because just this whole year and I feel like this last week uh, with everything just going on, I felt like everyone could kind of use a little bit of high energy 
and um, also some of these tips because anything that I try that really works for me, I'm a big proponent of sharing. And um, together, the goal is that we all find our higher self and be the best versions of ourselves. And it's not a competition with anyone else. You know, somebody could find different, different ways to decompress or de-stress, and that's good for them. It's not a competition. The only person you should be competing with is you. Be the best version of yourself. Be better than you were yesterday, but not better than who you'll be tomorrow. So with that, this is Your Husband's Anonymous. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed doing it. Until next time, you are now checked out of the rehab. Bye, guys.